Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to today is Wednesday, December 1st. I know you haven't seen me in a while. Uh, I had a little downtime over Thanksgiving holiday. And before that, I had a business conference to go to to help figure out how to, we can add massive value to our clients and their current circumstances. So um, it's been a good couple of weeks, but glad to be back in the saddle here and uh, joining Dave here in just a moment. But before we do that, remember, there's only one thing that any of us can control. And we're seeing a lot of volatility in this market. And that's how much risk you have. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to determine how much risk you have in your portfolio. So with that, we've got Dave coming up next. Check in on finances and see what's going on with your 401k and IRA. And I'm, I'm not sure you even going to recognize his voice, but we're going to do it anyway. Welcome back, Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. How you doing, stranger? Hey, I'm doing well today, Dave. It's hard to believe that it is December 1st, uh, 25 days till Christmas. and uh, But I left you... Uh, you know, I guess I left you the last three days with some uh, really uh, market jitters and some really big moves in the ups and downs of the marketplace. Oh, holy crud, has it been a roller drink. Uh, Friday, we were down the worst in decades by comparison. The absolute numbers were the worst since back last year. Uh, back up on Monday, then we fell like a rock again yesterday. We were looking at uh, Dow being down 652 points yesterday, 88 down on the S&P, 245 down on the NASDAQ. So, of course, that means we're going to go back up today just because we can't figure out what the Sam Hill we're going to do on Wall Street, right? Well, that's right. I mean, looking at the futures, we are green across the board, which is which is good news. I mean, you know, one of the things that we start looking at when we see these progressions is, are we getting higher highs and, and higher lows? Or are we getting lower lows and lower highs? So those are things that we're starting to look at now in some of the charts to determine what kind of what the momentum is in this uh in this marketplace. Yeah, one of my tip sheets was broaching the dirty word uh, correction, which you and I always say, hey, get used to it. It happens multiple times a year. But, you know, when we're starting about 5% drops inside of a couple of days, that's in that range of the mini corrections we've kind of gotten used to on a regular basis. And, uh, well, yeah, we're supposed to get a 10% correction on an average of once a year. So should we be scared to death of that, or is it the beginning of a bull of a bear market? One never knows until it happens. You don't. And the problem is, is as this market continues to go higher and higher, that 10% correction dollar value goes higher and higher. And that's what really, I think, gets people's attention. They don't, they quit looking at the percentage and they start looking at the dollars. And, uh, you know, a 10% correction on a 34,000 Dow, that's a, that's a pretty steep number. And that's kind of why I've gotten to the point of figuring that 5% is something that we're kind of defining as a correction these days for the quote-unquote routine corrections that happen during a year multiple times, just because the dollar volumes on these indexes are so daggone large these days. I'm not sure that 10% doesn't qualify as a mini bear market at this point. <laughs> well, I mean, nobody, nobody's officially said it yet, but in reality, you just look at the dollar volume as you say. 5% is a doggone big drop these days. 
It really is. And and it uh, definitely because people look at the dollar value, not the percentage. And uh, and it does. It gets them a little excited. Oh, absolutely. So we start out the morning, as you mentioned, with green futures this morning, which is almost starting to establish a rhythm pattern. And we start out in terms of data dump information being the first of the month. This is going to be the big time unemployment numbers we get out. And we start out with the ADP private sector employment and good news for a change. They were expecting 525,000 private sector jobs. That's a pretty big number. Report came out about a quarter after eight, up to 534,000 private sector jobs created. And that's got to be good news. And it made a major change in at least one of the indexes. It went from negative to positive inside of about 20 minutes. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always good to see the jobs coming back. And, um, and so I think we look at that number and then we combine that with tomorrow's initial jobless claims numbers uh, for the month and or for the week. And I think those things will uh, will start to play a big role in, in what we think is going to happen in the marketplace. And it's going to give us a sense of security anyway, with the uh, lack of certainty we've got about the uh, new variant on the coronavirus. Yesterday, we had two factors that were messing with our brains. Number one, worried about the coronavirus variant. Secondly, our newly reappointed Federal Reserve chairman evidently felt a sense of job security. So he went before Congress and said, hey, why don't we just start tightening a little bit faster on the money supply? Could you think of a worse time to say that? Well, you know, you and I, if we look back over the last year of these uh, of these conversations you and I have had, we've been on the side of it. We should have been doing it anyway. Um, yeah. but, but to come out now, when we've seen the volatility that we're seeing today and, and this week, to come out now and say that, you know, I just uh, I, his sense of timing sometimes is just not uh, not where it needs to be. Uh, yeah, that would be a charitable way to put it. And then we're going to do it all over again today because uh, Powell and the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, his predecessor at the Federal Reserve, are going to be appearing in front of the House Banking Committee. And this one ought to be fun because I suspect Maxine Waters is going to be giving him 16 facefuls of crud for what he said yesterday. And it's going to make for kind of a sparks flying hearing today. So kind of expect some weird moves on the indexes off of what he says today. Well, and that's at 10 o'clock this morning. They start testifying. But also at 10 o'clock, we've got some other things coming out today, Dave. We've got construction spending number comes out. That's mm-hmm. an important number. And we've got the uh, manufacturing index number coming out. So, so we've got some other numbers coming out at 10 o'clock that are going to be important. Absolutely. Then at 2 o'clock this afternoon, the Federal Reserve re- releases its beige book, which is the detailed information for, that they used when they made their last decisions at their last meeting. And while that doesn't affect you and me, because it tends toward being really deep green, green eye shade stuff, a whole lot of the green eye shades of the big brokerage firms that control gobs of money, they look at it real carefully at two, and that could also make some moves. Yeah, absolutely could. You're right. So that's there's, there's a lot of stuff out there today that could move the markets. Now we're going to cross our fingers and moves it upwards because we've got an awful lot of ground to make up, don't we? And we really do. We, that's for sure after Friday. You know, after we had old home week on the phone before we went on the air, I didn't even ask you whether or not you knew about any companies with quarterly reports this morning. Hey, we do have a couple um, coming out today, Dave. We've got uh, Salesforce, which is a, you know, a, a, a big gorilla in the, um, the client um, services model uh, with their software. And so they, uh, 
they had better than expected earnings on both the top and bottom line. However, they're getting beat up this morning because fourth quarter guidance did not line up with the expectations of the analyst. And so, uh, so they're down over 5% this morning. Holy crud. Yeah. I see them on my big loser list, even. Yeah. And, and that's the reason why. So we go to the next, and this is a tech company too, box. You know, a lot of us use box.com as a place to, it's kind of like Dropbox. Um, mm-hmm. More businesses seem to use box, um, but they had a, a good quarter. Uh, they beat on both the top and bottom line, uh, top line by about 1%. And, uh, and uh, I mean, bottom line by about 1%, top line by, oh, a couple million dollars. So good news for them. They're trading up today. Uh, the opposite of, uh, of, uh, uh, of the other one. It's up 9.3% this morning. Wowzers. Yeah, that's that's kind of heartening from my standpoint. A few weeks ago, right before you left on vacation, we had one of the second tier cloud storage firms really tanked. And I was wondering if there's we're starting to concentrate the power at the top. Maybe there is still room for the secondary level services. Well, and there could be. I mean, but box, I would say box like Dropbox is probably, you know, they're probably your top tier. I mean, I know you, you've got the Amazons and, and you've got the um, the Googles and that kind of stuff. But um, but these guys, that is their specific only business really is data storage. So um, a little bit different than the other guys at the top of that list. Understood. I, when, I, when I start thinking about the top tier, I start thinking about behemoths like Amazon and Google. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, but they're more diversified too. So, hey, we got two more to give you today. Um, we got Hewlett Packard Enterprises. That's mm-hmm. the software division of, uh, or the software company, Hewlett Packard, not the guys that make the printers. Um, they, uh, they missed expectations today. And so um, they, they, they're trading down about one and three quarter percent. The other one I have for you is a company called Ambarella. And uh, I had to look a little bit. They're a semiconductor company. They, uh, they had better than expected reports uh, across the board. Uh, they beat by like eight cents a share on revenue. They're up 16 and a half percent this morning, Dave. Cool. Any chance they make chips for cars? You know, I didn't read that far down. <laughs> we can always hope, can't we? That's right. We can. Yes, resetting the table. It was a big off day again on Wall Street yesterday, kind of following the rhythm of the last two before it. Uh, Dow was down by 1.8%. The S&P was down by one9 Rhythm guesses. We got an update going. What are we looking at 45 minutes before we open, Philip? We are, Dave. We got some nice numbers coming out today. The Dow is up 1%. The S&P 500 is up 1.3%. The NASDAQ is up 1.4%. Hey, let's throw in the Russell 2000 today. It is up 2.5%. So a lot of big moves there. If we look at the commodity side of the fence, silver is flat. Uh, but it is down. It's fallen significantly since I've been gone, uh, down below $23 at $22.80 an ounce. Uh, gold is up eight-tenths today at $1,790 an ounce. Crude oil is taking a big jump today, up two and three-quarter percent to $68 a barrel. Yeah, on the projections for how contagious the the virus was yesterday, the overnight oil futures, we had it down at like $64 yesterday morning when I was talking about it. 
Yeah, and that, and that looked good. I mean, it's interesting. I, I look at other articles that say, hey, we can still see oil at $1.50. Dang. Uh, $1.50, yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, under, under 70 still sounds like a flashing blue light special to me at the moment. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Overseas markets all responding to our futures and going up. Asian rim up by modest amounts at the close this morning. Europe is having a party. I've got some indexes up close to 2% midway through their day. Philip, the big thing going on this week, in addition to all the stuff we talk about and your radio show on News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM, is on Friday, we're going to keep everybody safe, aren't we? Absolutely, Dave. It is the annual shred day here at Statler Financial, and we're excited about that again. We're going to do it just like we did last year, Dave. It's going to be a drive-through. So, uh, so you can stay in your car, pop the trunk, and we'll take everything out for you and, uh, and go take it to the shredder, and they will shred it right there on the property for you. And, uh, and we're excited about being able to do that again this year. Remember, dumpster diving is still the number one identity theft mechanism, and it's old school, but it still works. Going to keep you safe this Friday. Absolutely. Look forward to seeing everybody out there on Friday. 10 to 2. 10 to 2, Dave. 10 to 2. 10 to 2 on Friday. And to get a hold of you for a look at my retirement plans, how do I find you on the phone? Devin, give us a call at 863-382-0037. All righty. I will see you tomorrow, my friend. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks, and welcome back. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us. I'm glad to be back in the office again. I will be out a couple of days next week for some continuing education. you got to get all that in before the end of the year. But, uh, hey, have a great week. I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow, and I hope I get to see you on Friday from 10 to 2 for our annual Shred Day. Take care. I'll see you then. Bye now.